Hello and welcome to the Red Men TV. I am joined by uh, Liverpool legend Alan Kennedy, hey. uh, Gary Skyner, and Ricky Tomlinson. Huge Liverpool fans, of course. Um, to talk really, gents, about this season and what it's meant to to all of you guys. So, Alan, you're sat closest to me. Um, what did this European Cup run do for you as a football fan? Well, I mean, first of all, did we think we were going to reach the final? Um, we probably thought, well, we might have a chance, we may have a chance, but I think after the, the Manchester City game, I thought everybody was really up for it, and I think the rest is, is history. I'm surprised we didn't win it. Yeah, I think I think everybody was. It kind yeah. of felt like it was written in the stars, didn't we, it? Yeah, absolutely, with it being Real Madrid. and um, But I just felt as though that uh, it's, it's, it's been a great season. I've really enjoyed watching the football. I think they've progressed. I think... Um, all the players have got better and better and better, and they're certainly growing, growing into it. And so, I'm slightly looking forward to next season with a couple of extra additions. That's it. I mean, I was going to watch the game again last Tuesday. I think it was for for a show that we were going to do because I think I needed that closure. Mm. A because I was pissed as a fart during the game, and I don't really remember <laughs> it. But B because I thought I needed that closure as well. And then we signed Fabinho, and I was like, I don't need to watch the game again. Yeah. I'm looking forward to next season. There yeah. is that sort of feel good factor around the club at the moment, isn't there, Gary? I, I think. Most Liverpool fans are very positive. Yeah, uh, I can't understand why uh, Klopp, you know, he, I think he's a breath of fresh air. I think, I think he's great. Uh, but, like, perversely against Brighton in the last game, mm. James Miller had picked up an injury and just by chance he played with four forwards and he had uh, he had Mo Salah tucking in on the, on the right-hand side and uh, Mane on the left. Yeah. So when they had the ball, we became a 4-4-2. And the fluency of them four players uh, was incredible. OK, we didn't have the benefits of Chamberlain in midfield, uh, obviously because of his injury, but I thought he'd have seen enough against Brighton yeah. to say, them 4-4, four yeah. which will cause Real Madrid a problem, because there's no way you're going to go in a one-off yeah. against someone like Real Madrid and, and actually play defensively, because it ain't going to happen. Yeah. And I'm not suggesting he went to play defensively, but when Aldam got the vote in hindsight, I think he'd have been better off with Milner and Henderson in the middle there and then playing the four, Solanke and the Red Arrows. That would have been a massive call to make before the European Cup final, yeah. wouldn't it? I think, you know, he's played 4 3 3 90, 95% of the time. Yeah. That's a big call to make, isn't it? I mean, uh, the best call he could have made was. Yeah. And may, maybe that's. Mingle instead of our friend there. Uh, Larice. Yeah, uh, um, in fact, uh, Klopp is actually interested in me now since uh, that performance from Carriers because <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure I would have done an awful lot better than he would have. <laughs> Absolutely. If he was a skydiver, that's unfair. You. That's unfair. You. If he was a skydiver, he'd miss the world. <laughs> Seriously, honestly. R Ricky, yeah. the the only time I've met you before was in 2010, um, dear Mr. Hicks. Liverpool have come a long way since then yeah. under these owners yeah. and Jurgen Klopp, haven't they? I mean, yeah. it's such a massive distance we've gone through. I've, I've got to be honest, I've only just started going back to watch Liverpool because I used to take it to heart. I used to have a season ticket for the cop, which I got off of a wonderful uh, variety artist from Liverpool called Jimmy Cooten, who'd done the Palladium show with his dog. The dog used to sing on the Des O'Connor show and all like that. But I used to take it so seriously. I used to be ill. If Liverpool got beat, I used to be sick. And I stopped going. 
I stopped going for years. And I've only just started going again this season, thanks to Jimmy McGovern and Colin McHugh, and they've got a box and they take me in. And I have a wonderful, but my nerves still go if I think Liverpool are going to... I'm dreadful. I don't know what it is. But when in the old days when I went as a young man, I knew all the players' names and didn't know who the managers were. Now I know who all the managers are. I don't know the players' names. But yeah. that's the way the game has changed, hasn't it? Yeah. But as I say, I love Klopp. I love his excitement. I love to see him running up the line and punching the air and all like that, you know. And I, I think that's great. I mean, you know, if you want a leader, that's the sort of thing you need, isn't it? Mm, I mean, I'm not an Evertonian, although I've, I've got three brothers and one of them's an Evertonian and we've tried everything for him. We've had him to psychiatrist. <laughs> but he's still an Evertonian. But I remember kids. talking to an Everton player, I better not tell, tell you his name, and he said to me once, we always knew when the press was coming to Goodison Park, Harry Catrick would have a tracksuit on. Yeah. That was the only yeah. time he yeah. wore one. Yeah was when the yeah. press were coming. I've got no idea yeah. who he is, but I'm not allowed He was the manager of Evan a million yeah. years ago, you know. Yeah. But I love the game, but I, but I am dreadful. I'm dreadful. You know, the Derby game when Everton were pressing in the last 15 minutes and that, I, I went inside the box and watched it on the telly. I don't know what difference is <laughs> that doing, watching it on the telly or sitting there and watching them on the field. But... Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I love Liverpool. I'm steeped in it, you know, because my dad was a mad Liverpoolian. And I used to go in the cop as a little lad. And there used to be an iron railing section and a part of the cop up. And that was called a boy's pen. And then that was the cop. And my dad would stand that side of the railings in the cop. And I was there six inches away from him and I was in the boy's pen. So I love Liverpool and I love it. And uh, glad to say my grandkids are there, all Liverpool. So, so, so that's the history of Ricky Tomlinson in, a in two minutes. In, in 18 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. I used to stand bad. in the cup, I used to do this, I used to watch Alan Kennedy play, I tell you. <laughs> you know we could do, take a bit longer to do yours, in fairness. But listen, I want to ask Alan this, he probably not. When I used to go, there used to be a fella before the game started, would get on the pitch in a top hat, and he'd have a balloon, blow the balloon up, and put the balloon on the penalty spot and run and kick it into the goal. <laughs> and they allowed him to do it then. And he was known as the Mad Bricky or something. Who was he? <laughs> but now if you got on the pitch before the game, you'd be lashed out the ground. This is 1924 you're talking about. 1324. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness but someone, me. One of your yeah. viewers will know who he was. They called him the Mad Bricky. Oh, but he used to entertain. He'd put the, the, no the balloon on the, and kick. And when it went in the goal... The cop would go, yeah! It was the cup final winning goal. Wonderful. <laughs> it's all banter, eh? but it, the banter's missing now. Bruce was the last yeah. sort of, uh, you know. Yeah. But even Alan might be, over there. Even you might be too young to remember when the fellas used to carry the placards around the, around the perimeter of the ground. Yeah, and it had and it had advertised the boxing from the stadium. Yeah. And when it was snowing, it used to get bombarded. <laughs> yeah. With what about the letters for the for, for the half half time results or half time? You know, yeah. these, yeah. these <laughs> hang them up on the far side. Yeah, you'd be sitting yeah. there with your program looking for <laughs> how Everton, how many uh, Everton right. dad yeah. scored against them. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so fast fast forward in a few years then. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Bring us just up a to few. Speed. Just a Bring few. Bring us up years. to speed. Yeah. This is called nostalgia. <laughs> <laughs> what what Alan for you this season? You you said you've enjoyed watching this Liverpool side. What is it about about this side that you've enjoyed watching so much? It's just the football, pure football from everybody. You know, I mean, we, we've made a couple of changes. You know, um, Carrius came in, you know, um, in the early part of the season, and then we brought Van Dijk uh, in. 
we've changed the full backs a little bit. Gomez was playing out there. Uh, now Trent Arnold is, is, is in there. And of course, the left back's been been terrific. You know, Robertson, he's been a, he, he's not been a, let's say a revelation, but he, he just does the, the right the right job as a fullback should do. He supports whoever is on his side and he gets down the line, gets across him. I think that's one of the things that, you know, f with your experiences, you know, especially sort of Robertson, Trent Alexander-Arnold, how has how the, the modern fullback changed since maybe your, your time in the team? When I played, I can think of Phil Neal on the other side. And we, we were like wing-backs. We just let, let Hansen and Lawrence just tidy up and do their little bit there. And we ended up like just getting, getting wide, getting the crosses in, supplying people like Ian Rush and, and Kenny Dalglish with the chances that they, that they took. Um, and they're doing exactly the same. I love the way they play the ball forward. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't look backwards. They, you know, they might look a little bit sideways at, at times, but I love the way they look forward. They're, they're looking for that ball to get in behind you know, the, you know they, the other teams do. I mean, defense. one of the things, I was speaking to Trent uh, a couple of weeks ago, and one of the things that I love about watching Trent Alexander-Arnold is he plays the ball into Firmino's feet from full-back. Yeah. And Liverpool haven't had many lads who are playing out there for a few years now who have the ability to hit a guy's feet yeah. who's playing centre-forward. And it's such a revelation. He's almost like a deep-lying playmaker for us. You know, we've had lads in the past that, as you say there, you get them and then it's a lateral pass or a backwards pass. I think, I think that's why it's similar to what I, the team I played and you watched back in the 70s. Yeah. Confidence. You know, we had the confidence to do it, to put the ball in there. And Ronnie Moran would be shouting from the, the touchline going, hey, play the ball in there, do this, do that. And they were coaching you, but they were telling you how to, how to do it. And I think the lads are quick learners today in today's football. They've learned very, very quickly and have done so well to get where they are today. Mm -hmm. Wonderful, wonderful. I, I love watching them, but I think Van Dijk has helped in oh. terms of his experience. Victor. You know, he's been wonderful at how, he, how he's telling players where to play, where to go, and he always seems to be in the right place at the right time. I, you know, I love, I love the way that, that they're progressing. And I think the ne this next season is going to be a, a fantastic season. It's got, I think it is as well. I, I fully agree with that. And, and Gary, what was some of your favourite memories of this season? This season, just Van Dijk has been the pivotal part of it. When he come in, that, that back four was all over the place. And mm. Van Dijk's just come in and been in breathless. Yeah. He's come in and he's, he's marshalled the defence. And uh, But the sad thing was, the, the biggest downside this year was losing Chamberlain because... I mean, I remember watching Sky Sports in the summer last year, and it was like uh, in January, and um, them saying he's agreed a deal with Chelsea, and he's going to Chelsea. And I thought he's he's the man. We need we needed him, and then within an hour, you know, it was I was told by somebody who was in the know that he wanted Liverpool anyway, and he changed his mind. He was coming to the Brit. Yeah, it was. It was it, I think it was the day before the August transfer window shut, mm. but that's exactly how it went down, isn't yeah. it? I mean, he changed the dynamic of that midfield. We didn't have anyone who could put their foot on the ball and run when he got into the side, did we? Well, I remember seeing an interview with him, and he sort of passed a hint, and he said uh, he, he loves playing at Arsenal, but I've got an opportunity to play in my favourite position in central midfield and be like my old hero, Steven Gerrard. And that, for me, said, you're on your way here. I, I, he was, he I think he's day. helped Trent Alexander-Arnold so much. I really do. And particularly in the Man City game in the, in, in the Cup, 
he was always up and down looking at him, making sure. Sane never really got a look in mm. on, on, that, on that occasion, both home and away. And I thought, he's done well there. Yeah. He's helping the young lad to, to come on. And I thought that was good because he's a, his experience. And then he goes and scores that, 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 goal. that wonder goal, isn't it? Oh. It's like, we all remember, well, he's not going to shoot from there. The next minute, it's in, in, in the back of the net. That was that was voted. I think it was voted for our goal of the season. Was it? Yeah, I think oh. so. Yeah, well, I mean, you were, were practicing that at uh, at Melwood. Did you not? Did we not see that bit? No. Yeah. Where where Gerard scores that goal similar to that? Yeah. The screaming and then runs away. The, the, I forget we were being Besiktas or whatever it is. Besiktas yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And we we were in the quarter final, and they were saying, "I bet you couldn't do that." And Marnie and him were practicing it in training. Yeah. You've not seen that? No, I've not seen that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he said, uh, you know, we yeah, had to do that. And he did. He'd done it twice in training. And then, lo and behold, the following night, oh, there he is, but and did it for, in, for real, you know, actually in real time. I mean, those, those two City games were an absolute highlight yeah, for me, I best. think. You know, home and away, the way that we can blitz aside in 15 minutes, Ricky, sometimes, you know, the, the game's level. And then 50 minutes later, we're 3 0 up, and it's Manchester City. They're probably the best side, well, they are the best side in the country. Mm. Probably the best side in Europe at the time. What were, what were your standout memories from the season? When Liverpool win, I just go ecstatic, don't I? But as I say, these fellas are aficionados. They know the game inside out in the mood. I don't. I see the red shirts and I want the red shirts to win. But what, I, I, as I say, I've only just gone back at this season because I kept away from it because it was too painful for me. But, you know, like if they say to me, what do you remember about Liverpool? And what's, it was, was Bill Shankly. I adored him. And more so because my mum, who died at the age of 86, worked at Anfield, serving the, the players, their dinners and their teas. And she said Shankly was an utter gentleman who knew them all by their first names. He would oh. come in and talk to them. She said he was wonderful. So he, although I thought he was an icon then, he went that big, in my, in my opinion. Yeah. No. But I'm going to tell you something now. I'm going to put you on a spot. I'm going to tell you something, and your viewers out there, remember this little shit here. <laughs> I can remember being nice with him. Nice to be at Anfield, nice. when you didn't want Liverpool to score. Absolutely. Now tell them why. <laughs> I was, uh, a mate of mine, God rest his soul, he died now, but he had a box at the Anfield Road and not far from where Sky, the, the yeah. next box up so from where Sky televised. And I'd lost my mum six weeks earlier and he rang me and he said, we got the rearranged game against Chelsea. Uh, we've played them in the FA Cup final and got beat. We were playing him on Tuesday nights. I said, look, I couldn't be asked going. I don't want to go. And um, anyway, he told me into going. He said, that's Ricky. Does he want to go? So I didn't think he'd be bothered. Getting lazy, broke up and get out of bed normally. <laughs> and I, I rang him and he turned around and he said, what? Have a scoff? And, and what's that? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I'll have that. Free. So, free was the word. Free. Like, yeah, free. you mentioned yeah. that, free. So we've gone, we've gone in the box, me and him. We had a few drinks and all that. And the girls come round with the coupon. And I, I said, two separate bets. Andy Carroll to score the first goal. And Liverpool to win 4 1 on the separate bet. And, uh, 50 to 1, wasn't it? It was 50 to 1, yeah. And uh, anyway, game start. I said, well, I'm giving you the tenner. 50 to 1, I'm giving you the tenner. And the game starts off 1 0, 2 0, 3 0, 3 1 at half time. Now we're waiting for the fourth goal. Jordan Henderson scores the fourth goal. And me and him are sat just over the stand. Where you come out the boxes, yeah, and you've yeah, got the rest yeah, of the stand yeah. there. And uh, I mean, I've oh, seen uh, the boxes, gents. <laughs> well, I've not been in them. Everyone yeah. in front of us won't be long now. <laughs> yeah, 50, 15 rows in front of us. I forgot about the game. We scored the fourth goal, 
and myself kicking over the foot. Don't put a knife to it. Don't have to play. Do it. Don't score another one. His bet's gone. And, and and put me and out the whole crowd with the people. He went, he just took 500 quid there. <laughs> That's why I didn't want him to score, but I wanted to score plenty. Anyway, he won the bet, like, obviously. Uh, I never got a drink off him, but I did. I paid the bill, you like. Oh, you did, yeah. 30 pounds must have been a And I have got a good excuse long pocket, short arms. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> Is that why you're wearing those clothes? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to get Carius's bits. <laughs> Leave him alone. Him yes, yeah, terrible. Yeah. That outside, you were talking about him as well. Now, you, were, yeah. you were leave, leave the lad alone. What you don't know is he tried to commit suicide after Kiev and threw himself in front of an express train, but it passed under him. He never got injured. <laughs> 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 right. Where did you go from that? So, <laughs> yeah. I, I was going to segue to our favourite players of the season. It's safe to say that yours isn't Rhys Carrius. Not, not Rhys Carrius, no, it never has been. Favourite players this year for me, and was a breath fresh air. He's unsung hero. Uh, Salah, yeah. well, you nah, don't need to say anymore. It was actually going to be titled the non Mo Salah player of the season. So, you can't pick Mo Salah. Yeah, no, no, no. Well, you don't need to. He's picked himself, any so. Yeah. But for me, uh, Chamberlain was the player for this wow. for this season, and it's just a shame he got injured when he did. Otherwise, we'd have stuffed Madrid. I'm, and if I, we had yeah. been playing with Sam Man, we'd have stuffed Madrid. I'm, I'm part of the left-back union. I think Robertson's been fantastic. They play. He's done everything right. He scored his first goal the other week, I think against uh, Brighton, I think it was. Um, but he's done everything right. He's come into the team. He's been under pressure. Moreno was number one choice at the beginning of the season. And then Robertson's come in and he hasn't put a foot wrong from my point of view. Yeah. Gets the crosses in. And what, what typified the player was the fact that he chased the ball down against Man City, whether you can remember. Oh, he, ch I really, he, ch yeah, he chased it from left back to <laughs> right, right, mid right, right midfield. Mid, yeah. Right midfield. And he chased it down and the crowd went berserk. He said, well done, well done. I would have done the same. Oh, by yeah. The way. I oh, would have done yeah. the same. Here we go. Because I was a bit, uh, you know, you know. I just followed the ball. Wherever the ball went down, <laughs> and, I looked at it. And but, took your iron long with you. Yeah. But... <laughs> It was great, and it got the crowd going, and everybody then said, well, you know. It's mad that, though, isn't it? Because there's something about Anfield on those type of yeah. nights where we, us as fans just want to see someone work dead hard, yeah. and you don't have to be the best player in the world. Yeah. But if you work harder than everybody else, we'll love you for Put it. Put the effort in, yeah. But it's all about letting the ball do the work. That's what Liverpool do now, don't they? Mm -hmm. You never see very many players taking other players on. You know, they let the ball do the work. They get in great positions. They're told, you know, where to go and how to play. I love the way you mentioned Salem, Mane, Firmino. Fantastic threesome, really. Um, not the threesome that you've been involved in, OK? No, no, I, know, no, I know what you like. Um, <laughs> but, but the, They're in the, short supply <laughs> lately, Gary, aren't they? They've been great together. <laughs> Sorry, I was man. actually waiting for Ricky to say something. Always low with the I was just bracing myself for Ricky to say something. I'll never tell the other two fellas' names either, oh, by yeah. the way. <laughs> Always low with the toe. <laughs> I know what you were thinking. You were thinking that when, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. But he yeah. never said it. He yeah. never said it. No. You don't go. You don't say something like that on this. No, <laughs> it's true, <laughs> Alan. You wouldn't dare do that. <laughs> Now, Ricky, I expected him. To, I really expected Ricky to say it. He was close, I reckon. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
Ricky, what was, your, what was your favourite moment from the box this year? Well, 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 I, I, as I say, I don't know the game like these fellas. I just love the team and I don't care. I don't know. But I, got, I was sitting next to Jimmy McGovern. And 90% of the match, Jimmy's shouting, bag of shite, bag of shite, bag of shite, until he scored and he goes, ah. Oh. I told him he, he was good. But he did, I tell you what, I will say this for Jimmy. He did have a big bet on Dick Van Dyke. We called him Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> when, when he played and he scored and whatever, Jimmy won a few quid, you know. And that yeah, was 12 to 1. one. That was 12 to 1, wasn't it? I but can't him remember. to score the goal the he- from, a, from, from a, Everton. From the, yeah, the, the corner. First goal, he was 12 to 1. Yeah. And everybody said, I'll have a bit of that. Jimmy had a, go, yeah. a little go on that's that. That's right, yeah. yeah. But yeah. that's him. Um, if you know if they make a mistake, bag of shite. <laughs> bag of shite. So whatever they are now, extra to they, go, they go to all the away games. I text them, doesn't matter what the score is, bag of shite. Yeah. <laughs> but I love, the atmos- I love the atmosphere. And I love, I'm, I'm, as I say, when you go to Anfield and they have a celebrity, yeah. they come yeah. and they give a little talk and you have your photograph taken. And my grandson's a fanatical Liverpool supporter. And I always take him his little scarf home or whatever. And it, 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 it's wonderful. But I think it's great for the city, see, lad. Everton, Liverpool, the rivalry, the tourism, the lots. You know, I'm a scouser born and bred. And people say to me sometimes, why do, why do you still live there? Why don't you live in London? Or why? I say, because I don't want, I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love it and I love the teams and I love the rivalry. And if Liverpool, seriously, if Liverpool can't win the league, then I hope Everton do. I'm, I'm, and I mean that. Yeah, I'm, I'm you are right, well told. I am, yeah, about the doctor go. I'll go back to the doctors. How, how big a family do you have? I've got quite a big family. You, you've mentioned everybody. Family grandmother. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> grandmother. My no. grandmother, she was the trainer. Ah, right. She yeah. was the trainer. No, she pushed that, uh, that yeah. The mower. Ma- marked the, uh, the pitch the, out, she didn't she? She did. She marked the pitch she, out. She did. Well, she I've, was, I've got her in the coat. I can picture her in uh, the coat uh, now. Her, her professional name was Maggie May. Right, okay. Maggie May. Maggie May. And, <laughs> and she used to rub all the sailors <laughs> blind. <laughs> did she? But listen, I'm going to name drop now because I don't know about football. Again. I love it. No, but I'm serious. I've done a movie with Pelly. With a movie it's called Mike Bassett. You know, Mike Bassett. And Pelly signed me a, a shirt, which I've got at home. And he spelt my name wrong, which makes it all more. <laughs> which is why it, I'm giving it away. He spelt it. Alan. Re- did he spell it Alan? Put Barney Kennedy on it. Put it Ricky. And then... Me, 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 me son, uh, Ar Clifton was alive then, he was a great footballer, so I got it for him. And Adel Hughes, do you remember Adel Hughes? Yeah. Y- Yossi Hughes? Yeah. Boys from the Black Stuff was based on him. Fantastic. You know, yeah. Yeah, anyway, he got me one signed by Maradona th- via Gary Lineker, whatever, and I took it to me lad. I was divorced at the time, so I took it to Ar to Clifton, and I went up a fortnight later to see them, and she said to me, you have a word with him. I said, why? She said, the trouble I've had Getting that name off his T-shirt, he's been. <laughs> <laughs> she thought he'd wrote on his T-shirt. Maradona's fucking T-shirt. I've got a um, for the Burton. I've got a shirt by signed by Carry. She couldn't get her to take the signature off that, could she? <laughs> 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 oh, oh, well, in fact, if she uses vanish, maybe he can keep the shirts on and he'll vanish. <laughs> <laughs> It's awful. Can he leave him now? That's it. I can't. Can he leave him alone? He cocked my Saturday up. (laughs) He cocked 80,000 supports on Saturday up, but we've got to leave him alone. Why don't you blame Gareth Bale? He shouldn't have been on. Shouldn't have been on the pitch. He should. uh, uh, If you're going to get beat, get beat by a goal like that, but not some knobhead who throws the ball to centre forward's foot. And yet he speaks well of you. I know he does, yeah. Actually, I'm a better juggler than he is. What does uh, Jimmy McGovern think of Carrius? I don't know about about Carrius, but he loves the team. 
And like these guys, he knows all the names and where they play and all that. And, and Colin McEwen's the same. <laughs> fanatical Liverpool supporters. And they've been supporters for like 30 odd years, 40 yeah. years. They've been coming. You know, I see a lot of the guys like, you know, from 30 odd years ago and some have changed, some haven't. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's yeah. like this, I don't know who it is, but because I've worked on many dinners with you. But you can imagine. I think you've met most of them by the look. Paisley. There was a Paisley. Well, Paisley said to you when you were having a bad time. Then he said, he said to you, he said, uh, you Oh, told, yeah, yeah. But, he you but, but, but that, was, that was one of my first, you know, early games. Like, you know, he, yeah. he, he didn't have, you know, any sympathy with anybody who couldn't play football and to play the Liverpool way. Yeah. And, you know. So you Is this the Kennedy story? Yeah, that's I think right. I've heard this story. Yeah, you've, yeah, got, yeah, you've, yeah. you've got to learn quickly. If you don't learn quickly, then you're, then you're out. Would but you mind telling the story for everyone? I well, no, well it, it, it was just a comment he made. It was um, a half-time of a game, wasn't it? Half-time. Um, in the early part of my career, and I'm, I'm having a, what's called a nightmare. Yeah. And um, I'm, I've come into the dressing room, heads down there, like, sat down, got me a cup of tea, and I'm thinking, oh, God, he's going to have a word with me here. And he comes over and, and he just literally said, I think they shot the wrong bloody Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, oh. I, I just said, thanks very much. <laughs> and I thought, I thought that was it. I thought that was great. Lovely compliment, that lovely compliment. How did you play in the second half? I was a lot better, yeah. <laughs> he told me to... Well, so but the problem was we, we we only had fourteen or fifteen players at the time to choose from, and one of those would have come in either um, Emlyn Hughes or or whatever would have taken my position. So I was I was quite happy to uh, you know to listen to him and then carry out his instructions like you know. Um, but uh, it, it, I mean, yeah. I, the thing is, I I know his granddaughter, Paisley's granddaughter, friend friend of mine, and um, you never hear stories like that of Paisley. No. Do you? You know, he's a very mild-mannered, humble type of a person. From he's perceived to be, and yes. you know, you being in the dressing room will know a lot more stories. Of different him. from Shankly, you know what Shankly was like. Yeah. He was outgoing, uh, wasn't he? Well, I'm just thinking about the carrier situation, you know, with Tommy Lawrence. Uh, that's uh, right. You know, yeah. it, it, you know, I'm sorry, boss. I'm sorry, boss. I should have kept my legs shut. Yeah. You know, and he went, oh, son, it's your mother that should have kept the legs shut. <laughs> <laughs> But, and the, I, I think, but they I had think comments, carried. didn't they? they? They meant it in good humour. Yeah. You know, the, the, the t at the time, you know, when it's only 30 or 40 or years later, you're thinking, my God. I, I wonder know, if he was if, being if, serious about you know, it. I'm sure, I'm sure in Kiev he just said it meant every single word. I felt, listen, I fell for the lad. You know, he's made a, a couple of mistakes Terrible. and he was crying at the end and I fell for him for, for, for doing, for, you know, make, making the mistakes. But sometimes you can blame other people. I'm sure Ronnie Moran would, would be saying to uh, Van Dijk or, or Lovren or, or Robertson, get closer to the player. You know, you know, don't let them shoot. Like you know, um, there was always, it was always, it was like Bruce Grobbelar. Bruce was brilliant, <coughs> you know, but it was always somebody else's fault. Mm. That's what the the top keepers are always blaming yeah. someone else, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, he 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 made the mistake. He said, "My mistake, your fault." So what he meant there was, you shouldn't have allowed the guy to get the shot in or the cross in. Yeah, okay. but this fellow was in Park Road when he had the shot. He was in <laughs> Liverpool. It was that far out. I know, I know. Yeah. But, Alan, uh, how you know you've obviously been through the ups and downs as, as a Liverpool player. Admittedly, many more ups than downs. Yeah. But how does this team and and Luis Carriers come back from that? Well, you've got to 
try and put it behind you. Everybody's going to want to talk about it in the next month or so and, and, and say, what were your thoughts? What were you thinking? Were you thinking to punch the ball? Were you thinking to catch the ball? You know, what were your thoughts there? Why did you throw the ball out and yeah. Benzema comes in and whatever? To be fair, to the left-hand side, Robertson was available if he wanted to go that way. Um, so you've got to get that cleared out of your mind. But then he's got to start next season, you know. Yeah, you've got to give him a chance. You can't. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know, you know, he's made a mistake. Yeah. You know what a mistake? You give him another chance for God's sake, you know. Yeah. You he's... can't keep pillaring him for. for... I remember Bruce Grobelar coming to Liverpool and he was thrown in at the deep end. Ray Clements had left the club and he was thrown in the deep end and he made howlers, you know, maybe not in European Cup, sorry, Champions League finals, but, you know, you've got to get over it and you've got to be mentally strong. That's what you've got to be and hopefully you can, you can See, get the thing it. was, it was on television, watched by millions and millions of people. If that had been a league game, it wouldn't have been, a, you know, half as bad, would it? Mm. But the world was watching. Yeah, and to not make one howler but two. Is, That's yeah. why I think it's going to be so difficult for him because, unlike if you make a mistake when you're in the in the the yeah. ten players on the on the pitch, yeah. you stood on your own in front of fifty four thousand people in the cop. Let's say first first yeah. game of the season, it's a lonely place. That penalty yeah. area for, yeah. and that's why you've got to be so mentally strong yeah. to be able to come back. From I think that. the players are meant more mentally stronger than what maybe what we were thirty odd years ago, mainly because they've got psychologists. And people who can say, "Hey, come on, let's 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 talk about it, or let's not talk about it. Let's just see what you know what we can do just to get you over that feeling. You know, forget about it now. It's gone. It's history. Yeah. And that's what you've got to put to I the. I mean, back. In, in fairness, I know I'm slagging him off and that, but if Gareth Bale had to come on and scored that goal and Liverpool had equalised, and then Mo Salah wouldn't have been taken off the pitch because he was injured, and then missed two glaring sitters, like. Mm. Carrius is two cock-ups. Everyone, no one would be talking about Salah's two glaring misses, but because he's in such a responsible position, you change the tune, haven't you? No, I'm not being real. <laughs> I'm taking the bit. I wouldn't like to think that. You know, I mean, the lad. He, okay, he cocked up on the day, but you know, yeah, I, I'm supposed no. to be a stand-up comic and telling telling jokes. <laughs> he, he was he was funnier than me that night, but. <laughs> Having said that, as you say, you know, we've all made the man who hasn't made a mistake hasn't been made yet. Yeah, yeah, that's, simple. that's right. And it's yeah. got to be put behind him. We keep with him and keep the faith for him. The lad's got it. But, but the he, woman he, that's never made a mistake live. married me 25 years ago. You what, me? The woman who never made a mistake married me 25 years ago. <sighs> Never made a mistake, Trust me, she made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> right, gents, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. But there's a reason the three of you have joined us on the Red Men TV, and you know it's it's spread across Ricky's shirt there and Gary's shirt there. It's it's sixty years on .co.uk. Um, there is a short clip which we're about to show you. In 1959, my mother was given a tablet by her doctor to alleviate her morning sickness. Was that her fault? That drug stopped my arms from growing. Was that my fault? Some of the kids who survived had no arms or legs. Most were sent off to homes to be forgotten about. Was that their fault? Some mothers who were given the drug never even got to see their babies before they were killed. Was that their fault? We lucky ones 
You've got to live. We'd expect it to be dead by now, but we're not. We're very much alive. And we are not defined by Thalidomide. 60 years on, I'm swimming Loch Ness with the other monsters. And I'm going to make a film that shows what people can do, no matter how the odds are stacked against them. Are you going to help me? Or are you going to look the other way? Like the drug company that has never even apologised. Gary, first of all, why, why are you doing what you're doing? Well, in 1959, I was one of the first-born thalidomide victims in Great Britain. And perversely enough, it was made, the drug was made in Hunts Cross in Liverpool at, at Dista, or Distillers as it was then. Um, and because of the enormity of our deformities, we were referred to as monster babies. Um, and we were supposed to be dead by the time we were 30. Doctors wrote us off and said we'd never do anything. We wouldn't get married, we wouldn't drive cars, we wouldn't do anything, we wouldn't be able to do anything. We'd basically rely on the state. And we've been to, to artists, uh, you name it, you know, top accountants, top lawyers. Uh, we've not only defied the odds, but we've gone beyond that. And I'd like to think that I, I typify that because I fly, I fly a plane, I drive a car to advanced standard. You know, I'm a stand-up comedian, I'm a motivational speaker, I've done done all kinds. Uh, I've had about 16 jobs since I left school before I got involved in the comedy. And this was someone who was supposed to be dead by the time he was 30. But our whole community, it, it, the my community, which are all nearing, you know, 58, 59, 60 now, it's 60 years since the drug has been there. Mm. And it's a celebration, really, of... The survivors, what do you do? There's artists, there's lawyers, he's a motivational speaker, he's a paralegal. It's amazing what they've done. Amazing. But I think for me the most touching story was when you told about when Paul Barber, the actor, you know, from from uh, he's out of Only Fools and Horses, when he asked you about your mum. Oh yeah, well, I only found, my mum died in 2012, just before that Chelsea game I was talking about before. And uh, I only found out three weeks ago, so that was six years ago. Only found out two weeks ago that my mother originally wanted to have me terminated. Uh, apparently, she went to a GP. She said, Doctor, would like him terminated. He said, It's a bit late now, Mrs. Skyne, and he started junior school. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I want to show, yeah. we, we want to show, we want to show the world what. The, this drug, in a lot of ways, and you wouldn't say it's, it's too loud. It's a wonder drug as well, by the way. Yeah, you wouldn't it's say it's too loud. Drug. But people often say to me, "What came first, the personality or the disability?" I don't know what type of person I'd have been if I hadn't yeah. been born like yeah. this. Yeah. You I couldn't don't have know been whether any that's worse, given. Like, yeah. yeah. oh, no, you'd be getting knocked out for a kip. <laughs> but yeah. I don't know what type. But, but, you know, whether it was the disability who made me, made the personality or vice versa. One thing I do know... Judging by your mum's line, I think it came from her. Yeah. That was a hell of a one-liner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, but there's loads of stuff, you know, I use. I take a piss at myself. But that's, that's the way it is. You can't yeah. cry over spilt milk. You've yeah. got to get on with it. Yeah. So how, how Ricky and Alan, how have you got involved in it? Well, I just drive him round, lad. I'm like a lackey. <laughs> I'm like a lackey, and like he invited me you to the sandard, 
he invited me to the standing on the day of the big match, and Alan's supposed to be there, which he, he never intended to be there because he was booked somewhere else. But he told everyone <laughs> Alan was there, so he said to me, Did you go? Will you come? No. Hey, oh, will you come? Him. He said to me, and keep me company. And when I went there, there's 2,000 screaming fans, and I end up on the stage singing, You'll Never Walk Alone. <laughs> he was just in the corner having a yeah. bite. Yeah. yeah. I'm always supporting Gary. Yeah, I'd he's say, always, always supported him. Always. And wherever we've been together, we've worked yeah. various places. But it's all about, you know, it's all about making people aware of, yeah. of the problem. I mean, yeah. it's, it's 60 years and it's been forgotten. That, that's, yeah. that's what we want to do, is we want to make a hell of a documentary film. Yeah. Uh, and, and talk the Loch Ness is the thing, he's going to swim Loch Ness. Because we refer to his monster baby, so putting the two together. Uh, but I bet you every time Alan, you know, scored the winning goal in the European Cup Finals, and the, the twice he scored them, if you're a Liverpool fan and you're out there and you roar that this man has done, and, and that's the main thing, all we're looking for is a pound each. Yeah. If, 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 if every red And we've put the, the first channel, 30 grand up, like. He's put £30,000. We're going to need somewhere on our own. We're just asking the lads for a nickel or £2 each. But, but to make it, that's all. We can't, we can't rely on like the likes of ITV or Channel 4 or people like that because there's a political bias. And what we want to do is make an independent, no words, showing how great the race, the Thalidomai people are and how we've been forgotten. And we want to make it, you know. But I think the important it's, it's thing is he's swimming Loch Ness. It's not talked about, obviously, anymore, yeah. is it? I think. He's swimming Loch Ness in August because that's when the weather's, you know. I think we should delay it to December when it's yeah. really cold. Yeah, yeah. He's swimming underneath. Yeah. Underneath, underneath the ice. That'll be, that'll be so good. we've got to break the ice for him to get in because I'm going to be there in a little Winnebago with a cup of coffee <laughs> and a piece of toast shouting, Go for it, Gary! Go for it! <laughs> what, what, what's a Winnebago? Well, what's a Winnebago? <laughs> you're, you're, is that something you eat? Something you eat or something like that? You know when you've got any, when you've got friends like these, don't need enemies there. <laughs> but, but just before we finish, I'm going to tell Mister Kennedy but, but, something. But seriously, oh. if, I played in goal for about ten years, only for a pub team Sunday, and, and it was right. That my nose broke, my fingers broke about the lot. Was that a Sunday league team that you? And I got uh, offered um, trials yeah. for Scunthorpe. Right, Scunthorpe. <laughs> and I turned it down. And you know who that was? That was I really... turned it down because at the time I had a little band and I was doing a bit of shagging. So I right. turned it okay. down. <laughs> All right. Yeah, but... And I made the, the right choice. Yeah, but there is. And done. by the way, one of your viewers might know this. Apparently, the fella that spotted me and wanted me to go and see him was called Frank Sue, who apparently. Now, your, your viewers will know this because they know everything about football. Apparently, was the only Chinese or Chinese descent yeah. to have been in the England squad. Maybe your viewers can... Because I'd like to know if that's true. That's Let what us I'm, know in the comments section That's what I've been told. I don't know. I his name was Frank Sue. Do you know? Did, Alan doesn't look like he knows. I'm, I'm not great at reading Shih people. Shih Tzu. Who? Shih Tzu. Shih Tzu. <laughs> no, that's a view with no animals. <laughs> no, but... No, you. Like, you're telling lies. Jiu-Jitsu. Is your daughter Jiu-Jitsu? You're telling lies because... How am I telling lies? <laughs> you're not, because you you didn't turn down the trial at Scuntorp, right? What you did was, the fella said, when he'd seen you, he told all the lads about you and he gave you a nickname and he called you the Crocus. <laughs> and I said, why do you call him the Crocus? Because he only comes out in the spring. <laughs> Jigsaw. Hang on. He called me Jigsaw. Jigsaw. <laughs> when you get in the box, you go to pieces. <laughs>
No, wasn't it Kevin Keegan came the other way from Scunthorpe um, and you went that way? That's right, That's yeah. it, that's what it was. That's, Kevin made the wrong mistake there. Yeah, he did, made a mistake he? there. Keep but. going. <laughs> Should we just let them talk? Yeah. I was going to wrap up, but we can just <laughs> let them talk. <laughs> I don't know which camera I don't know which camera Anyway, do us a favour, send us a pound each for this fella. Yeah. Okay. A pound each and we'll get the, we'll the documents. 60 years on .co.uk. All I'm saying to you is, if, if I'm a big red, he's a big red, and, and you know what Alan's done for the club. If you could, just one pound of everyone that watches this, if you've ever cheered Alan on when he, he put the ball in the right-hand corner in Rome and uh, really wants to put in the left, yeah, uh, that's right. And if you can send more than a pound, I'll have the rest. Big, big Because <laughs> yeah. I'm down on, on the bones at the moment, aren't I? You are. <laughs> you couldn't buy me some socks, could you? I haven't got any, haven't got any socks here. You know, I have, I've got loads of socks, I just can't put them on. <laughs> there you go. Oh, oh, that was lovely. That I've, got got a I've got a sweat on here. What's going on here? <laughs> Yeah. What have we been doing? We've been on YouTube for eight years. I don't think I've ever laughed so much in a ah, video. That's this good. And your phone isn't, hasn't even gone off yet. Which? You, you, you normally have your phone, oh, don't you? He normally, he's picks it up, he normally picks it up and goes, Oh, hello. Oh, hello. Booking. Yes. Uh, no, yeah. no yeah. do you know what he's got now? Smart heart. See that young lady there? Yeah. She's American. You want to hear what it's got on? Hi. This is Gary Skyner's office. He can't Skyner. answer your phone now. He's in Disneyland. But dismal landers. But like what what like yeah. to do the dinner with uh, what's his name Chris Eubank, and he's coming in the room like that jodpers on fucking uh, monocle and all that and a big walking stick, and he's got his phone in his ear like that and he's going yes yes of course yes 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 yes, and he wasn't talking to anyone. The fucking phone went off. <laughs> 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 It was just a sort of announced that he that I, yes, okay, yes, I hear what you say, yes, yes, <laughs> fine, take a, take a minute, yes, yes. Okay, do you do man. impressions as well, Gary? <laughs> I do, actually, yeah. Not press-ups, but impressions. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, 60yearson.co.uk, go and please, check please, it out please if you can donate. We, we need everyone behind us. Let you know speak. what we like as a red family. Shut up, will you? Let him speak, will you? <laughs> You give nobody a chance to. Welcome to the Gary Skyler Show. I'm a professional. No, seriously, if you can donate, obviously we don't want anyone to go above and beyond what they can what they can donate, but if you've got a few spare quids, a few pennies, get involved, 60years.co.uk, help these gentlemen make the film that needs making, because listen, it has been forgotten, it was uh, Thriller the Mad, was produced as a drug and licensed in the UK in 1958, obviously the first children of, of the Thriller the Mad disaster uh, came, started coming around 59, 60, 61, so please do, if you can, get involved, because just like Hillsborough and just like that fight for justice this still goes on and it's just as important to the people who are involved thank you for watching the red men tv thanks for liking thank the video. you kid. thanks we'll a lot everybody you. come on clap gary come on <laughs>